I'm Gil Contreras and welcome to another edition of the Gil Contreras program. On March 13, 2020, President Donald Trump declared a national emergency. To unleash the full power of the federal government in this effort today, I am officially declaring a national emergency. In response to the COVID-19 virus. The action I am taking will open up access to up to $50 billion of very important and a large amount of money for states and territories and localities in our shared fight against this disease. But almost immediately, Democrat-run states, cities, and counties began a total shutdown of business, commerce, and education, causing the uninformed and unprepared to begin hoarding water and toilet paper. But first, moments ago, California Governor Gavin Newsom ordering everyone in the state to stay at home. And it's called a stay safe order or something. Jeff Paul in the West Coast newsroom has all the details, Jeff. Yeah, and this is just coming down the wire here. It's uh, officially called a stay at home order. And essentially, the, the idea here is to keep people from mingling, from being out together and doing things that aren't absolutely necessary. Now, under this order, which goes into effect tonight, things that will stay open are essentials like gas stations, pharmacy, grocery stores, things that provide food, banks, laundromat, laundry service, things that might not be able to do under this order, especially here in the city of L.A. because Mayor Garcetti announced something similar a little bit earlier today. But know that our actions aren't just about ourselves. Our decisions will determine the fate of loved ones. Our decisions and actions will determine the length of this crisis, the damage done to our economy, and ultimately how quickly we will get back up on our feet. So I have a very strong message to all Angelinos to continue to practice social distancing and to know you're not just doing it for yourself. We all have a loved one, a parent or a grandparent, a friend who's under treatment for cancer or has a comp uh, compromised immunosystem. We all need to do our part to save the lives of our loved ones and not just ourselves. On March 19, 2020, I had the opportunity to speak with Dr. Kelly Victory, who is a board-certified trauma and emergency specialist, who was questioning the recommendations being made to the president by none other than Dr. Fauci himself. This is what Dr. Kelly Victory had to say in March of 2020. Anthony Fauci and the folks at, whether it's the NIH or WHO or CDC, you know, are, are very, very bright people. If you put their brains on a scale, they probably weigh more than mine does. <laughs> um, that, that, that said, um, I am a clinician. I've been in the trench. These guys are scientists, very bright scientists, but they base their decision-making or their opinions on scientific, theoretical, predi what we call predictive models of how a disease process will work or how a pandemic or epidemic will play out. Today, March 25th, 2021, almost one year to the day, I caught up with Dr. Victory to get her assessment of the government response to coronavirus and to the continued shutdown of schools, businesses, and the infamous mask wearing. So while you could have made an argument from the public health perspective that in the first days or maybe weeks, a uh, couple of weeks uh, when it hit this country, that we wanted to uh, respond with an overabundance of caution to make sure that it didn't spin out of control, that we didn't overwhelm our healthcare system. To claim this sort of, oh my gosh, we know nothing about this virus, it's completely unknown, it's novel, and therefore, we're going to go into this tailspin and start 
a series of mitigation schemes that were previously unprecedented, not only in this country, but around the world in terms of how we would respond to a respiratory virus, doing things like, quote, quarantining healthy people, which isn't even a, a, a construct of public health. We quarantine has been around from the beginning of time. It goes back to it's biblical that <laughs> lepers, lepers were quarantined. <laughs> the idea of taking ill people and separating them from the well people is well, uh, you know, seated in public health and in uh, epidemiology. But the idea of locking healthy people in their homes or suggesting that healthy people wear masks. Um, these things were unprecedented in public health. And um, I think really that's where things began to go astray. Uh, and since then, there's been a continual double doubling down over and over again. Uh, and despite the fact that Many people uh, go to the refrain, you know, we're following the science or we're right. following the data. They really are doing anything but that. Uh, they are absolutely making decisions that are contrary to the science, to decades and decades of well-established science in virology and in respiratory illness. Dr. Victory, how did, if, if everything that you just said is accurate, how did Dr. Fauci, uh, the former Surgeon General, Dr. Jerome Adams, Dr. Farrar here in L.A. County, how do they get it so wrong? Why, why is that? Well, let's start with the fact. Let's talk about Dr. Fauci. Dr. Fauci and I have nothing against him personally. I've never met him. Um, I can tell you, however, that he is an academician. It's been 53 years since Dr. Fauci saw a patient clinically. Uh, to put the perspective, last time Dr. Fauci was practicing medicine, CAT scans had not been invented. Um, so that gives you a little bit of an idea. He may be a very, very bright man and a very uh, scholared man academically, but when we talk about uh, pandemics, you need to take into uh, consideration what the clinical course is of the disease. And you really should have been, they should have been looking to calling on and really soliciting the input from people who are actually on the front lines treating patients. What were we actually seeing? What was happening? Who was getting sick? How were they getting it? Where were they contracting it? What were their early signs and symptoms? And that wasn't happening. Dr. Jerome Adams, unfortunately, again, someone I don't know, but this has been a proverbial problem with the actual role of Surgeon General in this country, which is it's, an, it's essentially an impotent uh, talking head role. They uh, stand up and say what they are told to stand up and say. And it's a tragedy because it's a wasted position. You may recall that Jerome Adams initially went out just like Fauci and said, there's no need to wear masks, Correct. don't be silly, don't do wear masks, and, and then did a 180 and quickly said, everyone, not only sh you, you sh need to wear a mask, and now, as you've seen, fast forward a year, now it's two masks and, and perhaps three coming up, who knows, the insanity continues. Uh, Dr. Barbara Ferrer, frighteningly, is, is <laughs> a doctor like Dr. Joe Biden is, um, and that is not uh, disparaging their academic degrees. I'm simply right. saying, when you refer to yourself as, quote, doctor in the middle of a public health crisis, people tend to assume that you mean a medical doctor. Um, right. You know, I, I've likened it. If, if you're in an airplane and the flight attendant comes on 
in a panicked voice and says, is there a doctor on board? She's not looking for someone with a PhD in French <laughs> literature. Uh, she, she's looking for medical help. So um, Dr. Uh, Barbara Ferrer has a, has a PhD in social science, um, and I think she's in over her head uh, on this and should have once again deferred to people who not only have the clinical background to know how to manage this illness, but also have a public health background. Um, and that's, again, from a public health perspective, it's important for people to understand that if I see you, Gil, in my office or in the emergency department, and you come in as a patient, you are my sole priority. You and your health and wellness and the decisions that we make together about what's best for you. Right. That's very different from when I put on my public health hat. The mandate of public health is to consider the impact or the ramifications of any particular intervention or mitigation scheme on the entire public the entire population. I don't have the luxury in public health to simply look at COVID-19. I am obligated to consider, for example, what will the impact be of closing schools, keeping children home? What will the impact be of locking down businesses and causing people to very possibly lose their livelihoods or their small business? What will the impact be on substance abuse, depression, suicide of doing these things, of, of preventing people from seeing their loved ones, keeping elderly people locked in isolation in a nursing home with no ability to, uh, to see their family, um, those sorts of things. And that is where I believe there's been just an egregious and abject failure of public health during this pandemic response because the, they have acted as if the only thing we must be concerned about right now is COVID. And those of us who are on the front lines practicing medicine and interfacing with other physicians, we see the reality, which is the millions of Americans, for example, who didn't get care for things like cancer, heart disease, diabetes during this year. Mm -hmm. You know, what do I say to that woman whose mammogram was supposed to be last April and she finally got it this month and we find a breast mass yeah. when she says to me, would things be different if we caught this last year? Well, there's only one answer to that. And yes, it yeah, would have been. But those those somehow haven't been counted. The number of patients who come in to the ER having had chest pain for three, four, five days we get an EKG and find out that they're, they've had a heart attack. And when we ask, why didn't you come in when the chest pain started, they will invariably say, I was scared. I didn't want to get exposed to COVID or I didn't want to be a burden on the system because I figured the doctors and nurses were too busy with COVID patients. So there, there's a just a countless number of other ways in which we have harmed millions of people, far, far more people, many people have been harmed uh, and will face uh, staggering healthcare issues as a result of the pandemic response rather than from the virus itself. And that is unforgivable. Right. I'm talking with Dr. Kelly Victory, mass casualty uh, expert. I'll be back in a moment with Dr. Kelly Victory. <laughs> 